Hello people and welcome to the USA to Hungary podcast. My name is Panka, I am from Hungary and I have been in a relationship for more than one and a half years with my Texan boyfriend. Here in this podcast, I am going to talk about long distance relationships, multicultural issues and relationships in general with the help of personal experiences and stories. I would love to have you being a part of the Foster family, so please like or rate, subscribe, follow and share the podcast. As you all know, there used to be a 10,000 kilometers distance between Michael and I. But what can exactly 10,000 kilometers teach us? Well, first and foremost, the most important thing is patience. A lot of patience. And of course, it teaches us with the most cruel methods. But that's a fact that during these one and a half years, I became more patient than I ever thought I would be. And like, of course, it's it's not easy. It's not like you wake up one day and and, and you just feel like you have all the patience in the world. It's definitely not like this. But um, being in a long-distance relationship is a very, very effective way to to learn how to be patient. And of course, it won't be easy. And there will be days when you will wake up and, and say, okay, that's enough. I cannot be more patient. I just, you know, just... Give me a plane ticket and let me fly over there and let me hug my significant other and, and let us just close the distance and, and, and forget about being patient. And that's perfectly okay. I cannot even count how many times did I think about this. And it's okay. And you can do two things when you feel like you, you reached the end of your patience. First... If you've already met, you can always think about those days when you were together. You can think about for whom this patience is like whom this patience is for. How why does it worth it? You can, you know, think about all the good memories together. You can take out your phone and scroll uh, scroll through all the pictures you've made. Or if you haven't met yet, you can just lay down and daydream and wonder about your first meeting. You can take out your phone and scroll down, scroll through the, the messages and the pictures you've sent each other. You can just think about how special it is, how important the other person is for you. And you will realize that it's worth being patient. And the other thing you can do is to remember that you're not alone in this relationship. You're not alone. Because at the other side of the world, or the continent, or, or the country, there's another person who thinks just the same. It's your partner. Don't think that they don't miss you. Don't think that it's so easy for them. But what you can do, and you should do, is to sit down, reach out to them, and talk to them about how do you feel, about how being patient sometimes sucks. And you too can 
work this out and you can talk about this and maybe you will find out that you know you're not the only one who misses the other or you're not the only one who has a hard time being patient and together you can grow stronger you can you know outgrow these these impatient moments and what things require your patience not only the waiting for for a meeting in person but for example let's say if um you decided to have a Skype date on i don't know a friday night night you will dress up and you will do your makeup and do your hair and prepare for it like as you're preparing for a date and let's say Skype doesn't work or the internet cuts out or any kind of circumstances come between you and you and your significant other you and the date and you have to be patient towards uh these electronical gadgets or these these electronical um stuff that can go wrong and you can always remember that how lucky you are actually because we are living in the 21st century most likely you you to have internet access and you to have a smartphone or a laptop or a computer and you can see each other and you can hear each other and you can stay in contact and you don't have to wait for hours and days and weeks for the letters to come to arrive and it's it's an extreme luck like being in a long distance relationship is never easy but probably it's the easiest nowadays and it's funny in the 21st century so you have to be patient because patient because of course we have these um electronical gadgets and it's awesome that we have them but sometimes they they don't work the way we we would like them to work and what else requires our patience for example um between texas and hungary there was there still is uh, a 7 hours time difference which is awful i know that there are you know um couples out there who has who have like more than 12 hours of um time distance or like uh you know uh time difference sorry my english is very bad today uh <laughs> and there are couples who have only i don't know like 2 or 3 hours or even none and um there there will ha- that will happen that you know you wake up and you go to school or go to work you know just keeping keeping yourself busy and then you come home at the end of the day or the middle of the day whatever and you are so ready to finally have a Skype date to finally FaceTime to call each other to text each other and you have to realize that for them the day just started so like now they have to go through all of this they have to get up go to school go to work keep themselves busy uh do the stuff they have to do and by the time they finish or like their day ends it can be 10 or 11 p.m. at yours and so what we used to do we we used to send each other our schedules we both used to be university students at that time and we learned the other schedule and we tried to find two or three like you know um free free hours or free time to spend together 
it could happen that like I don't know on Mondays it was only an hour or on Fridays it was like four hours or in Thursday it was three times half an hour so like it was a mess but we tried to find at least half an hour or hour every day that was free for both of us and when we could sit down and finally talk to each other it wasn't always Skype or FaceTime or call sometimes it was just texting but at least we we had the chance to actually talk to each other to let each other know how are we or like um, how was our day uh, let it, letting each other know that we love each other or we're thinking about the other and we you know can't wait for the next Skype date or something and it helped us a lot it's you know it uh it helped us to to get through the rough patches. It, it helped us to to get through an exam, for example, because we knew that after the exam we can finally sit down and talk again. And it was very, very, very helpful. So I would encourage you to, you know, make a schedule and to learn each other's work or school schedule. The next thing a long distance relationship can teach you is surprise communication communication skills which is another very important skill in now nowadays and i know that everyone tells you that communication is key especially in a long distance relationship but i have to tell you it's true because let's see like if you're dating short distance if you're dating face to face if you are actually together in person you have a lot of opportunities to go out like you can go out to see a movie you can go out and have dinner, you can go to the park together, you can do a lot of fun stuff together which doesn't require talking. For example, going to the cinema, it doesn't require talking at all, like, okay, um, after the movie you can discuss the movie, but um, basically uh, going to the cinema together is like two hours spent, you know, silent, spent in silence. And while you can do stuff in a long distance relationship, you can cook dinner together, or deliver, or I don't know, uh, watch a movie together, and you can do some fun stuff together. But um, most of the time, long what long distance couples do is talking. And I would say communication and talking is even more important uh, in a long distance relationship than in a short distance one. Let me, let me tell you an example. So you're in person, you're, let assume you're a girl, because I'm a girl, so it's, it's kind of easier for me to explain. So, um, you meet this guy, and he asks for your number, and you go out on a few dates, and you're having fun together, you're in person, you do all the kind of stuff, and you spend, I don't know, one month, two months, half a year, a year together, and after a year, you, you start talking about your future plans. And it comes, it comes out that, for example, you want to have a career and you want to focus on your career and let's say you don't want children, like ever. And it comes out after a year that your partner do want children and he cannot imagine his future without kids. And so what happens? It can happen that you compromise and you know, he says that, okay, well, kids are not important. Or you say that, okay, well, I can, you know, um, I can bear with one kid, for example. Or 
we can adopt a 10 year old and that's good and then happily ever after or like yeah but uh it can happen that none of you want to compromise and it's perfectly okay because you shouldn't lower your standards you should you know if it's something important to you you should um you should keep that you should you know you shouldn't compromise on things that are the most important to you anyways so you two decide to you know separate and what happens nothing maybe the next week he will date someone new and maybe the next day you will get back to tinder or i don't know whatever but it doesn't like okay you both um last a year uh but it doesn't like it was a fun year you did a lot of things together you learned a lot of things you had fun and then you say goodbye that's it that's how life works but let's see that you're in a long distance relationship you are in a long distance relationship for let's say four years seeing each other twice a year for one one month and then and you still don't talk about you know marriage or kids or whatever you, you don't these things are you know they just don't come up or like i don't know um you know uh the future topic doesn't come up and then finally you get the chance to actually move in together because let's say your significant other found a job at your country so he or she moves there and you move in together and you live together for a while one month two months when it suddenly comes up that he wants a kid and you don't want and it can happen that as previously you can compromise on uh, this topic but what if you cannot what if you both just cannot compromise and then you say goodbye and what happens you've lost four years of your life spent in long distance which was of course um thing experience and it was uh, a very very good four years but it's still it was four years waiting for something that doesn't work out and from his perspective he waited four years for something that didn't work out he left his family his friends his job his career his life there in their country or their city or their continent moved there to your country got a job trying to fit in if it's a new country trying to fit in the culture learn the language he put a lot of effort in it for what for a relationship that ended after a month or two being together and now it was a very very sharp um sharp uh, example and i know that you know uh even the the relationships with like perfect communication and even a, a picture perfect relationship can go wrong that's that's true but in this case the problem was with the communication and i know it's very scary that after one month of dating or two months of dating to sit down and ask your partner okay then i don't know how many kids do you want or when do you want to get married and i'm not encouraging you to do that because don't or like only if if um if it if you're comfortable with it but after a while after you know talking about how committed you two are and how do you actually want to spend your lives together or spend a lot of time together and how do you actually want to close the distance you should 
talk about topics like this. You should talk about the future. You should talk about each other. And of course, there will be surprises when they arrive and you close the, and when you close the distance, because there are things that doesn't come out until you actually live together or uh, until you actually meet. But uh, if you're talking about the important topics, the deep topics, then these kind of situations that I just mentioned in the example can be avoided. For example, our, in, in our story, we've been together for like seven or eight months when it first came out. And um, first, there was a topic that we've never discussed before. And first, we thought when it came out, um, we both had very, very strict um, images about our future, about this aspect of our future. And first, it seemed that we won't be able to compromise. And I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying that uh, I would have happily let him go because that's not true. Because I loved him and I still love him, and I'm, I'm so glad that we could actually compromise. But I'm, what I'm saying is that. At that point, it wouldn't have been that much a heartbreak or it wouldn't have been that much a trouble to break up than it would be now. So what we did was sit down one day or like one day at a week and we didn't like schedule to, okay, now we are going to talk about uh, serious topics every Sunday at 3 p.m. <laughs> no, it th didn't happen. But um, we did bring up these kind of topics uh, occasionally. Because we knew that we want a future together and we wanted to see if this future, if these two futures can be one. And it came out that, of course, on paper, it can be one future. So we discussed everything, everything deep, everything serious, everything, you know, uh, what was in what was in our minds um, about our future. And we thought that, yes. These two kind of kinds of future can be together, and so we can be together, and we and we had to compromise on stuff, and we agreed on stuff, and we were talking about all kind of stuff. And so, communication is not only about the deep topics. Of course, it's a it's a very very important aspect of communication, but like, communication is when you just sit down, you know, arrange a Skype Skype date, turn on the phone, turn on the camera, turn on the microphone. And you're just sit sitting down and talking. And suddenly you realize that you've been talking for like four hours without um, losing the topic once or without sitting there silently thinking about what should we do now. And that's what we did. We, we talked every day seriously. Sometimes we were messing around with each other. Sometimes we were talking about very silly things. Sometimes we were talking about shallow things. And sometimes we were talking about talking about things like, I don't know, if we want a child, if we want to get married, what are what what are our religions? Or where do we want to live? That's another very important question. And sometimes we were talking about our past, about our mistakes in the past about ourselves, we opened up and it, it, um, it brought us so, so close to each other. But I can proudly say that after 
not even a year, I, I got to know Michael as much, if not better, as I know my best friends, best friends, with whom I've been best friends for seven or eight years. So, very cliche, but communication is key. And as we are talking about communication, we have to mention another very important skill that a long-distance relationship can teach us, which is how to deal with conflicts. Because here's the deal. Let's get back to, to our example. Two people dating in person get into a very, very, very huge fight after, I don't know, after five or six months. They get into a huge fight. A very, very some, something, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, uh, it's about something important topic or it's just about, I don't know, um, why didn't you put the milk back in the refrigerator? Whatever. It's a very, very, very big fight. And at the end, they're so mad at each other and they're so just want to, to end everything that they say goodbye to each other. They say that I can't do this anymore. Goodbye. I don't want to. And they break up. Well, when a long distance couple get into an argument, of course, there you can say that that was enough. And there are, uh, there are moments when you should say that was enough and, and when you should break up. But, uh, you know, it's a thing that only you know that want to break up. I, I won't, you know, tell you that you should break up with the guy because, I don't know, he uh, didn't put the milk back in the refrigerator. Um, you, will, you will decide and you will see what is the, what is that mo one moment that, you know, uh, reveals that it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like this, then you should break up. And so I'm, I'm not going to talk about this. But like, you get into an argument, a fight, and you can put down the phone and you can say that that's over. But uh, I think that long distance couples are more eager to, to think about what they can lose with breaking up. Or even with just, you know, putting down the phone. What they can lose. They can lose all the months of waiting. They can lose all the effort they put into this relationship. They can lose all the money they put in this, into this relationship and of course there are there are situations when you think about it and you still say that I don't care I, I want to break up because it doesn't work out and it's perfectly fine and, and you should do that if you feel like that definitely but sometimes when you know when it seems like a big fight but then you think about what you can lose you think about who you can lose and you take a deep breath and say that, okay, let's sit down, let's talk about it, let's compromise, let's, you know, let's talk about it. I, for example, had this one rule that I would never put down the phone while one of us is still angry. I didn't care how angry I really was, or I didn't care how much I wanted to just let it go and, and let go for a walk and, and, and just run and and you know make my mind clear i didn't i had this rule that i won't go anywhere until we calm down and until we kind of agreed on something whatever and it worked out pretty well 
I don't. I can't say that we had a lot of arguments and a lot of fights um, during these these months and one and a half years of long distance, but um, we did have some some serious issues. I think it was only like two or three, but we did have, and there was never a moment when or never an argument when we put down the phone and went away. And later, when we calmed down, we, you know, we were worried about the other that like, oh my god. They don't, they don't respond, they don't uh, pick up the phone, what's, what's the problem? And I can't go there to see it. I can't go there to see if, you know, they're just uh, very angry at us still and they, that's why they don't uh, pick up the phone or maybe because they went running to, to um, you know, to run away from, from all the stress and stuff and they got hit by a car. And <laughs> I'm a very, very pessimistic person. And um, if someone doesn't answer my phone call, um, after a while, I can think that that's what actually happened, and that's why, partly, that's why I um, agreed on my. I, I uh, agreed with Michael, and I, I set this rule that we should never go away um, until we we agreed or we compromised. And so that's what we did. And yes, it was very hard sometimes to to compromise or to stay calm, but. Uh, we could always talk about that and we could always come to a solution, which was not always a good one, which was not always a satisfying one for both of us, but it was a solution. And then at, at the end of the day, we still put down the phone with saying, I love you and meaning I love you. Because that's my other rule that I never say I love you blankly. I never say it without meaning it. If I say I love you, I do mean it. And it's a thing I, I never compromise on. If he says he loves me, but I don't feel like at the same moment that I, 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 I would say, like, with all my heart that I love him back, I don't say it. It very rarely happens. I think it hasn't even happened before. Happened before. But uh, it's another rule of mine that never say I love you without meaning it. Because if you say it, like, just, you know, out to the air that, oh, yeah, I love you, love you, love you, it will lose uh, the meaning. And I don't want that because these three words are very, very important and it should only be said to, pers uh, to people to whom we mean it. Yeah, it, it was another topic. I'm sorry. I can talk about a lot of things, especially in English, even if it's not as good as my Hungarian. I'm sorry. Let's go on. So, the last thing for today that a long-distance relationship taught me was self-care. Another story time. Okay, so it was in March. We had this spring break at university and uh, it was a week. We just got into our relationship officially. And so that week was me staying in my room all week, uh, talking to Michael as often as I can, could. And when we couldn't, I was laying in my bed or sitting in my, on my chair and daydreaming about him. So my, my whole world was spinning around him and around our talkings and around, around our calls. And I was always available and I didn't see anyone through that week. I just I was just uh, sitting in my room and, and, and I, I was just living in this, this you know, this pink fog, uh, wearing these pink glasses. And, and all of my thoughts were about Michael and our relationship. And after that week, I went back to university and I met a friend. And we hugged each other, we started talking, 
and she started talking about how she how she how did she spend um her spring break and she was like yes and i i, I met with this one and i spent time with my family and i learned a little bit and we went down to the lake and i i don't know rode my bicycle and did this and this and this and that and what did you do and i was standing there um staring at her trying to think about what did i do um during the past one week and i had to say basically nothing and that was the sad truth that i did not do anything because i didn't all like i didn't um basically i didn't exist in this world i existed in the world of um, those people who freshly got into a relationship and I realized it was a very very bad thing and I should never do that again because getting into a relationship does not mean that now you're only a half person it means that you're a whole person with another whole person with a partner with someone you love but that doesn't mean that you have to let everything go and everyone go and it does not mean that you should um, submit to your partner and submit to your relationship. Remember that you matter, you are a whole person with individual thoughts, individual dreams, an individual path and that's what the most important thing. And so I took a deep breath, I let everything go, and I started focusing on myself again. And of course, I was still in a relationship, in a long-distance relationship. And it didn't mean that now, now I, I didn't answer the phone calls, or I didn't want to talk with Michael, or I didn't want to daydream about him in a four-hour-long seminar. It, didn't, it doesn't mean that. But it means that I started seeing... A long distance relationship as if I was single again because I had no one to meet or to to go out with or to spend a night at so I was by myself on my own and I met with my friends I've gone out with them I spent time with my family and I I don't know started writing again I started a lot of things and, and I, I studied and went to university and everything but at the end of the day or when I had some, you know, some free time, I still pulled out my phone and texted Michael or called him. Or like, you know, there were some times when someone invited me to, to somewhere and I said no because we arranged the date with my partner and um, it's, it's more important to me at this time. I'm sorry. So being in a long distance relationship can feel like sometimes as if you were single but yeah at the end of the day there's always that person your your person your love to whom you can go home who who loves you and whom you love back and I think that's that's very very important to know so these were the topics these were those for um, lessons that long-distance relationship taught me so far. 
I'm planning to do a part two because there is still a lot of things uh, that it taught me. But for today's podcast, for today's episode, these were the four things. Thank you so very much for um, listening, for being with me. And I can't wait to see you again. I will see you all very soon. And up until then, stay strong.